Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. series called Devoted and we've been spending three to four weeks looking at seeking first what matters most. And what we've been saying is that there is an aspect of our lives where we need to be devoted to Jesus, devoted to the kingdom, and devoted to relationships. And if you miss those messages, you can get onto our uh, online podcast and our YouTube channel to listen to that. But our prayer has been that during these three weeks, these four weeks, that you have lent in, that you have desired, that you have sought God, and you have applied this act of devotion. Because what we really need to do is to seek first what matters most. Like we seek so many things in our lives, but what is the number one thing we need to seek and then everything will be added to us? A relationship with Jesus, the kingdom of God. And so we pray you've been doing that. Today we are finishing off our devoted series in a powerful way. We're going to have our anointing service and you might be here and you're like, how come we didn't sing any slow songs? We're going to be doing them a little bit later. It's okay. You can have your worship time then. It's going to be great. But we're going to pray for every family, every couple, every single person. We're going to anoint you with oil if you choose to. Uh, You don't have to, but we're going to anoint you with oil. And we're believing it's going to be just a powerful time. And so I'm going to share a little bit about the anointing, what it means. It's going to be a bit of a shorter preach today, so I'll only go for about 50 minutes instead of my usual hour. Um, No, but, you know, a little bit shorter than usual. And then we'll take 15, 20 minutes at the end to pray for every person. Here's what you need to know. We've been praying and seeking God in the lead up to today for our anointing service, believing for God to really come into your life in a powerful, powerful, fresh, new way. Uh, We're praying for healings in this place today, miracles, provision, a breakthrough, a freedom in this place. And so today, if you are desiring any of those things for God, here's what I want you to do right now. I don't want you to wait until the music is playing to then start to seek God. Right now, as we're seeking God, as we delve into the Scriptures, I want you to be leaning in. I want you to be saying, God, come on today. God, today, I want a fresh touch of your anointing. God, today, I know there's a person in in our congregation, they need healing. Come on, would you come and heal them this morning? I want us to be expectant anticipating something of God to do. Does anyone know what it means to be expectant, anticipating something? Come on, today we're expectant for God to move in this place. And so let's just pray right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning. Your presence, your power, your anointing across every man, woman, child in this place. We just thank you. We are going to meet with you. We already have, but God, in a new, fresh way, I thank you for that, Lord God. Pray, Jesus, that our hearts and our ears and our mind is open to receive, Lord, what you have for us today. And so we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to read a couple of passages of Scripture to set up our uh, topic today of the anointing. First verse we're going to go to, the first uh, passage is Luke 3. Luke 3 verse 21 says this, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit 
descended on him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven you are my son whom I love with you I am well pleased Jesus when he got baptized the Holy Spirit came upon him we were going to be having baptisms in the coming weeks we're going to let you know about that if you want to be baptized please come and see us so you can do that jump forward to Luke chapter 4 verse 1 says this Jesus full of the Holy Spirit So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those times and at the end of them he was hungry. 21 days prayer and fasting, Daniel fast. I'm hungry. Jesus, 40 days, no food, just the Spirit, the full of the Holy Spirit was with him. Then we continue on. One more passage. Just go down a couple more verses. Verse 14 of chapter 4. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. Our custom, we meet together as a community of believers on church on a Sunday. We are here together. And he stood up to read the scroll of the prophet Isaiah, was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me. He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the recovery of sight to all the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. He began by, uh, sorry, the eyes of everyone in the synagogue was fastened on him. They were looking at him. He began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise today. The scripture has been fulfilled. What has occurred in these first these three passages of scripture that we've just looked at? Well, there's several things that has occurred. Jesus was baptized. Holy Spirit comes upon him. He then goes into the wilderness for 40 days of prayer and fasting in the power of the Holy Spirit. He returns to Galilee, goes to the uh, local synagogue and reads from Isaiah. He reads this passage that says today, this, and he says today this scripture is fulfilled. The scripture is fulfilled, he says, in the presence of all those people. And the question is, what was fulfilled? Jesus said something's fulfilled. Well, what had occurred? What had happened? What had happened was that the writing of Isaiah's had been fulfilled. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me. Turn to the person next to you and say, he has anointed me. He has anointed me. What, what does it mean to be anointed? Well, what, what does the, the, the phrase, the term anointing mean? If you've been in Pentecostal churches or charismatic churches, it's a phrase you may have heard before, the anointing, the, to be anointed. But maybe you've wondered, what exactly does it mean? What are we referring to when we talk about it? And, and where does it come from? what's the basis for us using this word? And is it scripturally based? So where does this, where does this term, the anointing, anointed, come from? Well, it comes from the Old Testament. And as you read the Old Testament, you see many, many times these two words, anointed uh, or anointing. 
and, and used many, many times in, in practical terms and practical senses. What it meant was it meant to smear, to rub on someone. It meant to smear or to rub on. And so what it would be is that the oil would, and some oil would be taken and it would be smeared, it would be rubbed on, it would be used to anoint someone for a task that God had set them apart for as they entered into service for God. And it has not only a physical representation of that oil, but it had a very significant spiritual uh, application as well. Meaning, see, when someone was anointed with oil, they were being set apart for divine use and empowered by God to fulfill their divine task. Prophet Samuel goes out and he's he looking for the new king of Israel and he, he anoints David. David was being set apart for divine purpose and was being empowered for a divine task. In the Old Testament, those anointed by God did extraordinary things. They went on and they uh, led uh, armies of God. They led on and were kings and priests and prophets. They, they prayed and prayers were answered. They prophesied and the rain stopped and then it started. The, uh, the fires came down from heaven. They gave words and, and children were raised from the dead. Wombs were opened. They went on in the anointing of God and did amazing, amazing things. They wrote songs. They wrote poems and psalms that we read today. We skip forward from the Old Testament, we head into the New Testament, the new, the new Covenant. In these passages we read earlier, Jesus gets up and he reads from the prophet Isaiah. and He says today, this, this prophecy, this prophecy talking about a Messiah who, who will come, this prophecy talking about someone who will bring good news, freedom, to you know, restore sight, set the captives free, the prisoners free. He is going to come and he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. And Jesus tells the church, he tells the, the synagogue, he tells the people who are seeking God, people like us here this morning, he tells them today, you've been looking for this prophecy to be fulfilled. Today it has been fulfilled. The Messiah that you seek, I am He. The, 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 the Savior that you have been looking for, it is I. He says that I am the one you have been waiting for. I've come to bring the good news. Freedom, salvation, deliverance, healing. I've come to be there. I have been anointed. But we notice with Jesus, it's slightly different than the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, they were anointed with oil, but we do not see in the Scriptures any reference to oil being used to anoint Christ. Not that I could find anyway. And so if Jesus was not anointed with oil, what then has Jesus been anointed with? The pattern was oil. Jesus comes. There's no reference that we can see in the scriptures of oil being used to anoint Christ. Uh, you know, we know that later on there was some on the feet and things like that. But we're talking about in this moment here, nothing has been placed on his head or his beard. What was Jesus anointed with then? Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit. See Luke 3, the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus at his baptism. Luke 4, Jesus into the, goes into the wilderness full of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We see He leaves the wilderness. He comes out, returns to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. The anointing that Jesus received is no, not just oil. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. 
Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Jesus was, was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. In fact, that's the very reason we call Jesus, Jesus Christ. Did you know that Christ is not the last name of Jesus? My name is Bronson Blackmore. My surname is, is Blackmore. That's my last name. But Jesus Christ, Christ is not Jesus' surname. It, is like, it wasn't like uh, Joseph Christ and Mary Christ. No, it wasn't that. The, the word Christ comes from a Greek word, which I'm not going to say because I can't pronounce it. But it comes from a Greek word that means, listen to this, anointed one. Jesus Christ. Did you know that when you've been saying, Jesus Christ, come on my life, you've been saying, Jesus, the anointed one, the one that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me, the prophecy of Isaiah 700 years earlier. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. The question then is, why was it important that Jesus be anointed? Why would Jesus need to be anointed by the Holy Spirit? Well, he needed to be anointed to set him apart for divine purpose and to empower him to fulfill his divine task. There was no change in the way that God anointed people. It's the same in the Old Testament, the same in the New Testament. To be set apart, Jesus was set apart for divine purpose. He was set apart and empowered to fulfill God's divine task. Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Oh man, I love that phrase, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Have you ever spoken that over your life? Have you ever prayed that prayer? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I love in the Old Testament, we see Gideon. It says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And then he goes out, you know, the Spirit of the Lord. If you're facing something in your life, can I encourage you today, church, pray the prayer, Spirit of the Lord, come upon me. Come upon me. Why did the Spirit of God come upon Jesus? He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, because. The because wasn't because was to get some Holy Spirit tingles, some shivers down our spine. It wasn't because God wanted him to have a better life. No, it's because God had a divine task and wanted to empower Jesus for a divine purpose. Jesus, anointed by the Holy Spirit empowered by God, operates in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill His purpose. See, in the Holy Spirit, prayer, power for healing, authority over demonic forces, words of prophecy, words of knowledge to know what someone was thinking, great wisdom to respond to His accusers. Jesus operates in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit as he goes about fulfilling the task that God has given him to go out and bring salvation, to bring the message, the kingdom of the Lord is at hand to a world that so desperately needs to know God. It was the anointing that gave Jesus power to do what God had called him to do, to fulfill his mission and his purpose. The kids could come, that'd be great. Here's the exciting news, church. In the Old Testament, special people were anointed. Uh, you were a special chosen person to be uh, anointed with oil, kings, priests, prophets, special people. Uh, in the New Testament, Christ comes along. He's anointed by the Holy Spirit. And 
Here's the really amazing thing for us today in the new covenant. We have been anointed with the Holy Spirit too. See, in the Old Testament, unless you were someone special, you didn't receive that special anointing of God. Of course, you were a child of God and all those things, but you had to be someone special. Jesus comes and the Holy Spirit is poured out upon all the believers, upon all those that seek God and seek His kingdom and seek relationship with Him and other believers. Jesus comes and the, the, we've all been anointed with the Holy Spirit as well. 1 John 2.20 But you have been anointed by the Holy One and you all have knowledge. You have been anointed by the Holy One. 2 Corinthians 1.21 And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us. And He has also put His seal on us and given us His Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. See, just like Jesus, we've been set apart and we've been given a purpose too. Turn to the person next to you and say, you've been set apart. You've been empowered by God. We've been empowered by God to do extraordinary things and God's vision and purpose for our lives exceeds our capacity. What God wants you to do exceeds your capacity. The purpose and task that God has empowered you exceeds your abilities and your gifts and your capacity to do it. But guess what? In the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you've been empowered to do all that God wants you to do. So you're not doing this alone. You're not doing it in your own strength. The Holy Spirit, His power and His might and His wisdom and His joy and His peace and His patience and His, you know, words of knowledge and whatever it is, is available to you to enable you not just to have a good career, not just to have a strong marriage, not just to be a blessing to other people to you, but to be the thing that God has asked you to do, the task He has put you on this earth for, to tell people about the Kingdom of God and a man and His name is Jesus Christ. That's why God has called you. Today, I want us to grab a hold of something. You've been set apart for divine purpose and empowered to fulfill your divine task. I want us to grab a, grab a hold of that today if you don't receive anything here today. And, and, and I believe that that must be impossible not to receive anything else here today. But if you don't receive anything else here today, I want you to know every person here, whether you've been a Christian for a huge amount of time, whether you've only known Christ for a short amount of time, maybe today you don't even know Jesus. You've never invited Him into your life. I'm going to give you an opportunity very, very shortly to say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior, come into my life. But today I need everyone to know here, you have been set apart, called, chosen, set apart and empowered to fulfill your divine task. So we're going to pray for people soon and we're going to anoint you with oil and you might be wondering, well, if we've just talked about how the oil was used in the Old Testament, now talked about the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, what, you know, why, why, we, why we may be anointing people with oil. Well, here's the thing. We believe that there is this overlapping thing that occurs when something happens in the physical and the spiritual. 
We believe that God can come in a powerful way in the physical and spiritual overlaps. And let me give you some examples if you, if you need it this morning. We, you know, the laying on of hands when someone comes forward for prayer, the laying of hands. We, we put hands on the physical touch. And then the prayer, we believe that God comes spiritually and brings the healing, right? Uh, in, in baptism, and we go underneath those waters and we come back up. It's a physical thing, but there's a spiritual declaration that occurs in that same moment that says, I am following Jesus Christ. What about communion? It's a physical act where we take the, the, the emblems, the, the sacraments, and we, 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 we eat and we drink those. It's a physical act, but there's a deep spiritual meaning as we remember what Jesus Christ has done today. And so today we believe physical act of us praying for you and anointing you with oil and the Holy Spirit bringing what He brings, which is the most important thing, right? God coming. Come on, today, God, being here in this place, the most important thing, He comes along as something powerful will overlap in that moment. People will be healed. Come on, you close your eyes this morning. People to be healed in this place. People to be set free from addictions and sin and past. People to be, Lord God, restore their eyes, Lord Jesus, their spiritual eyes, finances and provision to be released, peace to be given, Lord Jesus, guidance, faith to be stirred, salvations, and so, so much more. Jesus, this morning, we just pray here. Holy Spirit, we thank you that in this place, in this place this morning, Holy Spirit, as we get ready to pray for people, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for anoint, your anointing. You've set us apart. You've empowered us. God, not for our will, for your will, not for our desires, for your desires. Set apart and empowered for desi- divine purpose and a divine task. We thank you for that today, Lord Jesus, that you would come in a powerful way, Lord God. Pray, Lord God, as we finish this series devoted, that Jesus, that we would desire to be devoted to you. Jesus, we'd be devoted to your kingdom. Jesus, we'd be devoted to relationships to each other, Lord God. And we thank you for that in this place this morning, Lord God. Today, maybe you're here and for the first time you're hearing about Jesus. Or maybe you're hearing for the first time you're hearing about Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah who was talked about, who would bring freedom and healing bring deliverance and salvation. And maybe today you, that's the first time you're hearing that message or maybe you've heard that message many times, but you've never received it. You've never received it into your heart. You've never declared with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You've never believed in your heart. Today, I want to give you that opportunity. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. So all eyes are closed. Every head is bowed today. If you want to invite Jesus into your life this morning, I want you to do something. Every, every head is bowed, all eyes are closed. Would you put your hand up right now to say, Hey, Bronson, I want to know this Jesus. I want to invite him into my life. See, the anointing comes after you receive Jesus Christ. I want to know him, who he is. I want to experience his new life. I want to be transformed, made a new creation. Anyone this morning, Receive Jesus in this place. We thank you, God. We're going to pray a prayer right now. If you wanted to invite Jesus into your life, would you pray it with me? We're going to pray together. Dear Jesus, come into my life. 
be my savior. Forgive me for my sins. Make me a new creation. I receive you now into my life. In your name, Jesus. Amen. God, today is people perhaps have prayed that prayer for the first time. I pray, Lord, that they're experiencing right now you, your new life. They're experiencing you right now, Lord Jesus. We just give you praise for that this morning.